All right. So I can All righty. Yep. Right, cool. Oh, yeah. Hey everyone, Coach D. here with Coach Iowa Banker. This will be our uh, last group that we're covering for the PNTT previews. Uh, this will be the Diamond Group, headlined by Salt Lake City, the Denizens, the number one ranked team in the country preseason. Uh, the namesake of the group, Jeremy Diamond, which was spelled incorrectly on the message board, uh, much to Coach Bill's hands, uh, <laughs> chagrin, but he, he still gets the, the respect that he deserves by being the, the name of the group. So it's always tough losing your starting point guard. Jeremy Diamond was that for the last two years. So uh, changes are coming for one of the most talented teams in the country. Um, I would say they're going to be well-equipped to handle it. Maxwell Williams was the probably one of the best players in the league last year, one league freshman of the year, did so playing at both shooting guard and point guard. My guess is he'll be playing point guard this year, and he will be, again, one of the best players in the league. This team's pretty similar to a team that we talked about in our other group, Rockford, where they have you know, an elite-level point guard and they have an elite-level big. Aiden Garcia, I mean, this guy is just nuts. So they got two of the best players in the country, one at part, one at point guard, one in the front court. The front court is absolutely loaded. Uh, Dylan Graham doesn't know how to score the basketball, but he knows how to do everything else. At seven foot two, that is um, that's nasty. And then Harrison McCartney will probably be a starting center on any other team in the country, but he's sitting there playing power forward and he uh, he's actually a small forward too. I mean, this guy is you know. He's got those two quintessential blue guy bigs to go along with Garcia and Diamond. So, or not Diamond, sorry, uh, Maxwell Williams. So he's going to have to find that third score. I think that's going to be the biggest thing for him coming into this season. But he had a pretty talented bench. I mean, looking at the per 30s, he had three guys in double figures um, on a per 30 basis. So I think he'll do, I think he should be able to find uh, an adequate third score in that starting lineup. And potentially could be uh, one of the freshmen too. His freshman class was 17-21 and replacing 132-144. Um, so, yeah, this team is definitely primed and ready for another uh, uh, NTT run. Last year, they were a one seed and made it to the Speed 16. I'm sure Coach wanted to make it a little bit farther, but, man, this team is, uh, I would say, uh, ready to make another deep run this year. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, Coach. We the last group we talked about, uh, you know, was headlined by Rockford, and and boy, are there are a lot of similarities when you when you look at this team. In my eyes, just a, again, an offensive juggernaut, a team that averaged over ninety points a game last year. You know, they they assisted on two thirds of their baskets. That's a stat I like to look at, so you could see how well they handled the ball and how efficient they were. They were about a two and a half to one turnover ratio, which is outstanding. Um, and again, they had two of the best players in the country at their respective positions. Again, that great inside outside, um, duo of, of, uh, you know, 24 point per game scores. And then again, as you mentioned, the, the monster inside. Um, so again, the, you have to look at this team and figure out who's going to play point guard. That's about the only, or, or who's going to replace diamond. I probably should say, um, he, he was point guard most of the time again you could move Williams there or, or find someone else if you want to leave Williams as the scorer and again as you mentioned they had uh, their reserves in their backcourt were all very solid they brought in three good looking very solid maybe not a superstar among them but three really solid uh, high school players and you know the other two players they graduated didn't play a minute last year they were both sitting on the NA list so uh, you know he 
if it's possible, I think his team got even better. You know, he's going to have a couple players on the NA list that would probably play for about anybody you would imagine. So, so again, a loaded team, a team that is, again, they'd be favored in a, you know, pretty much no matter what region they're in, they'd be a favorite for this tournament. And, and they're again, going to be uh, one of the favorites on, on the national scene. So uh, just a extremely talented team that uh, with those three senior big men, it just looks like, uh, you know, the, it's it's uh it's a team that's going to take their best shot and, and try to cut the nets down this year and, and they're very capable of doing that yeah i would agree i think they're i think they're better this year i think their freshman class might be being a little bit overlooked because you know you're comparing them to the starting five that they're going to have but i mean i can easily see miguel davis being a guy that if you want to you know have a pass first point guard and keep playing the shooting guard i could easily see davis starting i could easily see gibson slotting in at the shooting guard and you want to move. I mean, there's so many things that he can do, and that's the luxury of having all league level talent kind of throughout your lineup. So, uh, Salt Lake City definitely the favorite um, in this group. Obviously, no disrespect to the United teams, but this team is just this team is just stacked. Um, next up is Yuma. Yuma favorite deputy again, one of my favorite names. Um, tough, tough ranking to start the season. One seventy four. He made the NTT last year. And um, won, won his first game, so he had a solid season. But uh, unfortunately, it looks like he lost a good amount of production from that group. He had three, um, at least looks like, uh, maybe not full-time starters, but three big-time players for him last year, Corzine, uh, Gauthier, and Abbott. Um, you know, no, no elite players, but definitely a lot of scoring from uh, that lineup that is now gone. It looks like about 40, close to 40 points a game out of a group that scored 80. So you know that's a that's a hefty a hefty total to to replace when it's three guys. Uh, obviously, Dylan Manns is the star coming back, and I think that's awesome. You can have a kind of a point guard to build around, but now it's going to be you know who are you going to who are you going to put uh, in there with him. Um, freshman class is okay. I like Glover looks like a decent player, and Larry Chandler could be a, a solid uh, a wing at six foot seven. And then, um, interesting, I, I actually recruited this guy, Jerome McCowan. I, I tried to get him in my net, but uh, Coach Coach maxed him. Um, and he was one of those guys where at six foot five playing center, you kind of just throw those hats out the window and just kind of hope that maybe um, the attributes kind of turn up at a level that um, you think he could be a good player. So he could potentially get some, uh, could get some run. Um, but yeah, this team is interesting. Uh, ha- having a hard time kind of figuring out where they could finish this year. I mean, the last season finishing number 40, uh, getting an NTT win, this year being ranked 174, but, you know, still having a really good point guard. I, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are about this team, because I feel like um, the, the uh, variety of outcomes that this team can have this year is pretty large. Yeah, Coach, Coach, I'd agree. Uh, you know, from again, from a roster perspective, you bring back the point guard, you bring back the big man, right? Those are those are always two good pieces to have on your team and two cornerstones of your team. So, uh, you know, in man's that point guard, he was he was a shoot first point guard, uh, leading scorer on the team. So certainly nice to have him back. And, and you know, he did that as a freshman, too. So you have to think that he's got some upside to even take on even more responsibility. Uh, and again, the you know, the big man, Joseph, inside, um, you know, not an offensive threat at all. Uh, you know, probably a, a, an av- league average type of center from a rebounding and defensive purposes. So, you know, how do you fill the rest of those spots? 
uh, again, it's either those those freshmen coming in or some bench players. Um, you know, Cole Price had some decent numbers on a on a per thirty basis, um, but again, you know, none of those guys on the bench are what you would call terrifically efficient scorers. So, you know, he might be able to replace some scoring, but he's probably just not going to be uh, quite as capable as as uh, you know the players that they lost. You know, especially Corzine and Gothier. So. I think it's probably going to be tough for this team to maintain the level that they were at. I, I don't think they're taking a huge step back by any stretch. You know, again, those freshmen coming in have some talent. I think they can fill in some depth. Um, and, and I do like Chandler. And, you know, I'm looking at him. He looks like a fairly efficient um, scorer that could, as you mentioned, could probably be a wing. But, uh, you know, who's going to be that shooting guard and, and that power forward? I just don't see an obvious uh, an answer. You know, he had a couple guys on the bench that, uh, Richard and Bone that were that were there, but you know they were kind of more bodies. They weren't necessarily real, uh, highly effective players. So I think, again, I think a decent team, but probably not one that certainly would would threaten uh, you know Salt Lake City. Um, and I guess we'll we'll kind of look at the rest of the group to see if we think that they're a cheese clause team. But I think they've got some challenges in front of them. Is kind of what my gut is telling me. Yeah, I, I think this is a team that's a year away. I, I think you're looking at the senior class right now. It's 221, 334. Two of these guys were NAs last year. The other one being um, Dominic McQueen, who scored a total of 12 points all season. So, you know, the senior class isn't very good. I think this is kind of a see-what-you-have kind of year. you got Dylan Manns, and then you got this freshman class, who I think is a little bit underrated. And then you got you know, Joseph, who was, like you said, a pretty solid defensive big man. I think they're a year away. I think if they come back next year and they, they can bring in a solid recruiting class, this is going to be a team that's going to, I think, make some noise in the NTT. But this year it's going to be tough. I think a little bit too much uh, is going to rest on Dylan Mann's uh, shoulders. But um, we'll be interested to see how they do. Um, on to the second of the three Y teams in this group, which I thought was kind of, there's probably only three teams in the entire country that start with a Y, but they're all here. Uh, next one is Yakima, the Yakima Striders. Um, this guy has been uh, headlining one of the best programs in the in the league in the last few years. Um, it does seem like his peak is his, uh, his hit with the back-to-back titles in 33 and 34. He's fallen back to only being a Speed 16 team, so I'm sure he's very disappointed, but now he brings a brings in a solid group. Um, this team was interesting last year. I don't think it's a team you look at and say, you know, sweet 16 roster. But they won with defense. They only allowed 66 points per game. They won, I would say, with timely scoring, uh, with Dockery and Dixon kind of being their their go-to guys. And having a six foot eight shooting guard is a it's a bold move. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I'm sure that gave teams a lot of fits. And just looking at the looking at the length of this lineup that he had last year with Dixon, Higby, Stauber, and then Martinez. I mean, there's no wonder they made a deep run. This team um, is very good defensively, but uh, they do lose Martinez, who was one of the best, I would say, defensive centers in the league. He averaged 4.2 blocks last year for his career, averaged 4.8. And last year was a down year for him. Um, so that's a big loss. I mean, those guys maybe don't get enough credit um, in terms of the only scored eight points a game, but this guy was a a menace on the forty and the best plus minus on the team, and I'm sure he was a big reason uh, as to why they won those two championships um, uh, back then in 33 and 34. He was, or he was at least on one of them, I should say. Oh, he was on both of them, yeah, 33 and 34. So 
I mean, that's a huge player that you're losing from the team. You often we often talk about players leaving, how many points they score, like his impact's gonna be felt. And um he did bring in a really good class. I, I maxed Austin Colder here. I was really excited to potentially land him, but you know, seven seven pie, that's hard to do. So um Yakumik it's the pleasure of having Austin Kohler. It's interesting because you compare Kohler to Martinez, who's the center left of party. They're both very different types of centers. I think the defense is going to take a little bit of a hit with Kohler at center, but I think the offense is going to get a lot better. This Kohler can kind of do everything. Average 14, 9, and 4 with limited turnovers. So he'll help the offense for sure. And the other two look pretty good as well. Isaac Francis can score a little bit and it looks like Jalen Adams is just gives him another six foot eight dude you can put on the wing and defend the other team's best scorers. So um, this team is it, it's not a pretty team to look at in terms of like their offensive numbers, but like they're really effective. Um, losing Martinez is big, but I think this team is still going to be like they're going to be really good, and I think they're going to surprise people because what they're ranked number sixty three, and you know most of the recruiting clients classes are ranked very high, but this is going to be a team that would not shock me at all um, if they make another Sweet 16 run. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we talked earlier about Rockford being a team that I'm familiar with and has kind of given me nightmares. The other one in League 31 is Yakima. Um, I, I've seen about enough of Deontay Martinez. I am very glad that <laughs> I will say that. Um, my, my team had a season a few years ago where we were runner up to them in the PTT and the NTT, and it was largely Mr. Martinez. Uh, we we just we just could do nothing with that guy in the middle, swatting swatting shots away. And then last year, as luck would have it, we ran into them in the NTT in the second round, and 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 instead of him, uh, it was their backcourt, Dockery and Dixon, and they just ate our lunch and uh, beat us in the second round and moved on. So. So I have mad respect for Yakima and Coach MC Projay. Uh, I have not figured his t- his team out whatsoever. He's one of these coaches that I think is is you know every, almost every year you look at them in the early season rankings. Coach, they're 40, 50, 60. Mm-hmm. and I just look at that anymore. And I just laugh because I say there's no way they're finishing there. Um, and I I think it's probably the same thing. Yeah, is it going to be tough to replace Martinez? You better believe it. Um, but again, this coach just seems to figure out how to get his guys to play together, how to push the right buttons. Um, they, I've, I've told him before uh, in chats uh, and on signing day uh, podcasts, he he seems to have have the crack the code for chemistry. His teams just always those guys know what roles they're supposed to play and they do it perfectly. So uh, again, it's not one of those teams that on paper looks like a, a world beater. Um, but again, I've I've run into them enough and and have have been beaten by that team enough to know that the sum is better than the parts. So uh, I'm I'm going to I'm going to assume they're still going to be a very very tough out. Uh, they're they're going to be a tough draw. And um, yes, Salt Lake might be the class of the group, but I think Yakima is is still a playoff team until proven otherwise. In my mind, yeah, we we often talk about these preseason rankings and. You know, it's easy to forget that it's literally just a formula being plugged in there, and we all argue over why is it so low. But for whatever reason, it seems like Yakima, the recruiting classes that they've brought in, you know, whatever reason, don't mesh with the, the magazine rankings. Because I'm looking at last year, uh, Deontay Martinez, we're talking about this world-class center. He was part of a 166-120 class. Right? That just blows mm-hmm. my mind. Um, so clearly, their coach has kind of figured out how to get undervalued recruits and 
obviously it helps when you break a, a 7-7 tie here on Austin Kohler, and I'm sure Martinez was a pretty big tie as well, but, you know, that's a part of this game as well. You cannot win this game purely on skill. you got to get some luck too, but, um, yeah, this team is going to be a tough out, and I'm, I'm fascinated to see what lineup he goes with because I think there's a lot of different things that he can do. It's going to be a different-looking team for sure, but I think it, they're, just gonna be, they're going to be just as effective. Um, so on to the third of the of the Ys, we got Yuma, Yakima, and now we're up down to Yonkers here, the Yonkers Yax, double the Y action. I love it, this guy playing into it. Um, Yonkers Yax, uh, they've been a pretty solid team since this coach has taken over. He took over uh, back in 26, and he had a rough start, but quickly made his way to the NTT and a top 10 finish in 32, but Last couple of seasons have been tough, although he has made NCT appearances. It looks like he's in a conference right now that is um, in the dumpsters. If you look at their conference, the top team going into this season is the Boston Fighting Turtles at rank 104. So uh, it's clearly one of the weaker conferences out there. So he's been getting an auto bid the last couple of seasons. Um, but that's, you know, that's, a, that's still a good accomplishment. Um, the team coming in, uh, there's not a ton to like here. At first glance, he, he um, brings back a pretty solid point guard here to Victor Taylor, a really good defender, 2.2 steals a game. That's that's very good. And um, he had a pretty solid front court, a couple big trees down there, and Smith and Jones. Um, wasn't a whole lot of scoring on this team. Uh, they only averaged 74 a game, but they held teams to 64 points. This, okay, I'm just looking at this. Uh, <laughs> These stats, it just don't make sense to me. This team averaged or allowed 54% true shooting, which isn't good, but only allowed 64. So they, they limited possessions. They played a very, very slow game. Um, and that's kind of how they got the wins and, and good on coach for getting the most out of a roster that probably wasn't um, NTT worthy, just talent alone. And I'm not sure how they're going to get there this year in terms of talent because the, the freshmen you brought in don't blow you away. I can see Hugh Tab being a good player. He'll probably slide in on the wing, I would imagine, but start at small forward over uh, Brendan Adamson, who was at 6-1 playing small forward. So he was definitely out of position. I, I would assume Tab would get that. Uh, the other two guys, uh, like I said, probably nothing more than bench players. So um, any positives you can say about the Yonkers EX? Yeah, I, I, again, I think I, I think he hit it with this coach. I think he's done – uh, and and I think he's done what he needs to do to uh, qualify for the big dance. I think he's recognized his team's limitations and done a really, really nice job, uh, job of coaching uh, and playing a style of ball that suits them. Uh, as, as you mentioned, some of those defensive metrics don't necessarily seem like they like they add up. And, you know, you, you think when you see 64 points a game allowed that they'd have really low shooting percentages allowed. That's not the case. You know, they're not a big shot blocking team at all. Uh, but again, they play again a style where they don't beat themselves, uh, you know, on the on the offensive end, and and they figure out how to get done how to get it done defensively. You know, they do have good size, as you mentioned, the two big guys in the post. Uh, you know, they've got another one sitting, another seven footer sitting on the NA list, and you know they had another six nine guy, you know, in a backup role. Um, so so they you know from a construction standpoint, again, they they've got some pieces you would think. Uh, they just don't seem to have that real high-end talent. Um, you know, as you mentioned, I think Taylor clearly is their best player. 
Um, thankfully, he's just entering his sophomore year, so he'll probably continue to get better. But they are losing their second leading scorer in Rouse. And I just don't see a lot of real obvious candidates to, to replace him. Um, you know, again, Tab, their, their best incoming player, maybe, you know, he, he played high school as an undersized post and was an efficient scorer. But, um, per, you know, perhaps he can make that transition. But, yeah, I just I see this team probably, again, kind of kind of continue to be what they are, you know, trying to get that uh, automatic berth in a, in a little bit of a down conference. Um, but probably not being able to compete with, you know, the likes of the Salt Lakes and the, and the Yakimas of the world that they're going to see on their schedule. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I, I actually – I, I remember this team and uh, they uh, had a player, Zachary Dubose, a few years ago. He was actually a, a namesake of one of these groups. Um, he was an all-league player and he upset us in the tournament. So and this, this coach has had a lot of talent. I think right now he's just hit a dry spell. Yep. There just doesn't seem to be a whole lot there, but um, good good for him that his conference is, is weak enough where he can probably manage it and still make it PNTT. So, you know, at the very least, this uh, PNTT schedule for him is just going to boost that strength of schedule a little bit, maybe make his conference look a little, little bit better. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see him. I can't see him competing with the teams in this group. Unfortunately, um, they're just they're just too much talent on, on the other the other squads. So it's going to be a tough tough task. Um, for Yonkers, any other yeah. comments? Yeah, on the X? Did, yeah, yeah. Then I was just gonna. I was just pulling up their schedule as you were talking. The schedule makers <laughs> didn't do a lot of favors either. So yeah. not only all this, the Salt Lake and the Yakima, but oh, by the way, you've got crossovers with Reno, who's a top five team. Um, you know, New Orleans, who's uh, who looks like a pretty solid team, and and Fremont, who's you know maybe not been what they once were, but still kind of always seems like that borderline, at least NTT type team. So they don't look like they've got any, uh, any gimme games at all in their schedule either. So yeah, tough call. This is, yeah, this is a strength of schedule booster. <laughs> That's what these yeah. games are for them. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, this group really interesting. Uh, I think obviously Salt Lake City, I think we'll both agree is probably the favorites, but, uh, I'm. I think we're both in agreement that I. I could see Yakima, and we both could see Yakima coming out as um, either winning the whole thing, winning the the group, or yeah, getting a second bid. And um, do you think Yuma has a chance, or do you think it's just going to be those two? I I think it's probably those two. Um, you know, I I'm not sure Yuma Yuma probably has the firepower to you know, to, to, to compete with those two. So, you know, their only shot is they've got to run the table the rest of the way. So you've got Yonkers and then you've got to look at their, um, you know, their, uh, I'll see if I can pull their schedule up quick. Um, it's, as tough. We're, <laughs> it's tough to see Over what they City, got. Reno and Knoxville, all top 40. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Over City, I know them well. They're in, they're a conference rival of mine. They seem like they've slid a little in recent years, but I think they're on the way back. And, and we just talked about Reno. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Knoxville, who's been a program on a major upswing. So, yeah, schedule makers in this group didn't do some of those folks any favors. So, I think I think this comes down to Salt Lake City or Yakima, and I'm going to be fascinated to see the result of that head-to-head game. To be honest, yeah, that's going to be that should be one of the top featured games whenever it gets played. That will be um, uh, a great game for sure. Uh, any other comments on this group? Seem to be a pretty uh, kind of stark contrast between the top two teams and the Bob two, but um, definitely a lot of interesting players to look out for, even on the teams that maybe aren't expected to to go for. So, any, any other comments on on uh, what you see coming out of this group? 
Yeah, again, Salt Lake, we kind of talked about the the big front court and the you know and the pair of superstars they have. Again, Yakima, I still think uh, you know, a different looking team than what they've had in recent years. But again, I ran into that backcourt in the NTT last year. Dockery and Dixon is that's a really solid group. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that are both returning. So I you know, I think again Yakima might be a little more offensive minded than they have been in, in prior years. And those two those two are more than capable. So um, yeah, some, some definite star power, I think, uh, in this group. And, and again, a couple of teams, I think, that are capable of making some noise. Yeah, I wanted to make uh, one more comment on Yakima. We didn't really mention we, – we basically just talked about Martinez, but you mentioned the backcourt. I would assume they keep that group together. And then I think this is an area where the, they could be even better this year because I think you're looking at their freshman class. We didn't really talk about the other two guys outside of Kohler, but I, I think Adams could potentially play – that small forward that could be a, an upgrade defensively and put, potentially um, in terms of scoring as well over Higby. And then Francis doesn't look bad either. That's going to give him a really solid option off the bench. So I think it's possible that, you know, even losing Martinez, I think this Yakima team got even better, which is kind of scary. But anyways, I think that's, uh, it's going to be a great, great, um, a great uh, battle between these two teams. I think it's game two and that'll be one to keep an eye out um, for sure. Uh, anything else about this group? No, no. Like I said, uh, enjoyed enjoyed reviewing it and, and reviewing the three groups and uh, just looking forward to a new season getting started tomorrow. Awesome. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening.